Good morning. Today is Wednesday, December the 27th, and we're studying the Bible study guide for the fourth quarter of 2023. The Bible study guide for this quarter is called God's Mission, My Mission. And today we continue to study lesson number 13. The reading for today is called Success in Mission. Let us pray. Our loving Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you so much for the blessings you give us every day. And this morning, as we're about to study this Bible study guide, we ask for your Holy Spirit to be with us. In Jesus' name, amen. What is success in mission? We might be tempted to think that it is many baptisms, big churches, and rapid church growth or rapid growth rates. We might feel that success consists of entering every tribe and people group on earth with the truth and that we can speed it up by using radio, the internet, and TV. While all this can be good, we must remember what Paul wrote to the community of faith in Corinth. I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. In other words, our focus is to be on the process. God's focus will be on the growth. We have already seen that the object of God's mission is saving the lost in every people group on earth by making them loyal disciples of Jesus who are involved in his mission. And now we have a question in our reading. Read the following text, and there's several texts. What do they tell us about the character of those who become followers of Jesus? What is the character of those who become followers of Jesus? So these texts are divided in groups. So let's look at the first group. The first group is just 2 Corinthians 11.2. What does it say about the character of those who become followers of Jesus? For I feel a divine jealousy for you, since I betrothed, betrothed you to betrothed you to one husband, to present you as a pure virgin to Christ. So we should have a jealousy for those that we work for to try to present those people as, uh, uh, as children of, of, of God, children of Christ. All right, now there's three verses, Isaiah 30, 21, John 10, 27, and John 16, 12 through 13. So let's read those. Isaiah 20, 30, Isaiah 30, 21 says, and your ears shall hear a word behind you saying, this is the way walk in it when you when you turn to the right or when you turn to the left john 10:27 my sheep hear my voice and i know them and they follow me john 16:12 through 13 i still have many things to say to you but you cannot bear them now when the spirit of truth comes he will guide you into all truth for he will not speak on his own authority but whatever he hears he will speak and he will declare you to the he will declare to you the things that are to come. And so the followers of Christ will hear his voice. They will listen to his voice. They will listen to his calling. And in order to do that, we have to have the ability to hear. And how do we do that? We have to get rid of the noise that is around us. We have so much noise around us constantly. We have to spend time in prayer. We have to spend time in study. And we have to, and this is very important, spend time in silence. And so that is how we're, we're going to hear God's voice. And the followers of Jesus are those who hear God's voice and do it, obey him. Now, the next group of texts are 2 Thessalonians 2, 9 through 11, Hebrews 3, 12 through 13, and 1 John 1, 8. So, 2 Thessalonians 9 through 11, 
2 Thessalonians 2, verses 9-11 through 11 says, The coming of the lawless one is by the activity of Satan, with all power and false signs and wonders, and with all wicked deception for those who are perishing, because they refuse to love the truth and so be saved. Therefore God sends them a strong delusion, so that they may believe what is false. Now the next one, Hebrews 3, 12, and 13. Take care, brothers, lest there be any of you an evil, unbelieving heart, leading you to fall away from the living God. But exhort one another every day, as long as it is called today, that none of you may be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. And 1 John 1, 8. If we say we have no sin, and we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. And so, we have to worry about be, uh, understanding the truth, believing the truth. It says here, because they refuse to love the truth. We have to love the truth, seek, search the truth, look for the truth. And how do we do that? It says that none of you may be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. So we have to ask God, look at me, search me, Father, search me, God, and show me my sin and help to, and, and cleanse me from that sin. Show me what are the things that I'm doing that are wrong that I need to stop doing. Because we will not believe what is true if we have sin in our lives, continued sin. So it, it is a process. We have to continuously be looking for sin, asking God to show us the sin in our lives. And we have to ask him to remove that sin in our lives. Now, that doesn't mean that we're going to be perfect. And that's what 1 John 1, 8 tells us. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. That doesn't mean that. We are not going to be perfect, but it means we are striving to get all that removed. And we have, it's a process. We have to be doing that every day. And the next set of texts, 1 John 1, 9, Revelation 7, 14, and Revelation 9, 8. So 1 John 1, 9 says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Now, Revelation 7, 14, I said to him, sir, you know, and he said to me, these are the ones coming out of the great tribulation. They have washed their robes and made them white with the blood of the Lamb. And finally, Revelation 19.8. It was granted to her to clothe herself in fine linen, bright and pure, for the fine linen is the righteous deeds of the saints. But pastor, we're saved by grace, not by works. Absolutely right. But at the same time, we are lost if our faith doesn't produce any works because faith without works is dead. And so if we say, I have faith, but there's nothing that shows for it. There's no works that shows for it. That means we're deceiving ourselves. And so what do we have to do? Confess our sins. God is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. We have to wash our robes and make them white with the blood of the lamb, we have to have the fine linen, and that's the righteous deeds of the saints. So we have to focus on surrendering to Jesus and ask him to cleanse us. We have to do that. Now, our focus shouldn't be on the good works. The good works is God's responsibility. But what we do is we focus on God. That's our, 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 our duty. Focus on Jesus, bring him, in, uh, bring him into our life, having him fill our life, and he will produce the good deeds. 
Disciples of Jesus are pure, remaining loyal to him as a pure bride would to her betrothed. They follow Jesus as he leads them by the still small voice of the Holy Spirit. This includes leading us into missionary work for others. There is no deception in these disciples. They are not led astray by debilitating doubt, false teachings, or immorality. And they do not feel morally superior to others. They recognize that they are imperfect, requiring God's cleansing grace and mercy. Understanding this, they also are open to receiving correction and instruction from other believers. Success in mission results in making this type of disciple. And now we have a couple of questions at the end of the reading. What does it mean to be a chaste virgin to Christ? How can we as sinners be this before God and point others to become chaste virgins to Christ as well? And so the way we do this is we need to completely surrender to God. And that complete surrender to God, He will clothe us with Christ's righteousness. So we will stand in front of the Father perfect, not because we're perfect, but because Christ has covered us with his righteousness. But he will only do that if we surrender completely to him. If we are still petting a sin, a sin that we we hold on to, that we don't want to let go, that we say, God, everything else except this, 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 this has this, uh, maybe it's something that has a, a personal meaning or or a reminder of something, or something that we especially like, or, or, or whatever it is, whatever it is, we have to let it go. We have to surrender to God completely. And we will be perfect, not because we are perfect within us, but because Christ's righteousness covers us completely. Let us pray. Our loving Heavenly Father, Lord, we ask you to help us to surrender to you every day. Every day, surrender to you everything that we have. We ask you to please be with us the rest of this day. Help us to um, draw close to you in everything that we do and keep us safe. We ask you this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for being with us this morning. I encourage you to join us again tomorrow morning as we continue to study this Bible study guide, God's Mission, My Mission. Thank you and God bless you.